Hello, Herd. I'm your Herd Leader, John Wayne. And I'm your Herd Mom, Megan. And this is the Herd Main Show, and we're doing things a little bit differently. You'll see a little bit of a new kind of format uh, to the episode layout and feng shui and whatnot, but hopefully it's comfy and good for your juju. Uh, and, I don't want to know about your juju. If not, we'll, uh, we'll just keep playing with it. But today... Don't play with your juju. <laughs> don't play with your juju, kids. Uh, but today, uh, this is a family show. Uh, even though it's late, uh, we are going to be talking about and celebrating Moms of the Galaxy of Star Wars. We're yes. going to talk a little bit, obviously, of our moms and all that stuff. Because we don't celebrate moms on just one day a year. Because we love our moms too much for one day a year. Yes. So it's it doesn't matter that it's almost a week late, and we're totally sorry about that. But we're going to explain that in a minute, why we were late and late. And just get off our backs, Jimmy. Gosh. <laughs> be nice to Jimmy. He's... Works very hard. We're also going to have some news, obviously, and we're going to have a good little bit of a Q&A. Good bit of announcements to come, uh, so make sure you tune in and stay for the entire show towards the end, just so that you get all of the updates and uh, googly mooglies coming on with the show and whatnot, so you're up to date and uh, all that good stuff. But yeah, Whee! that's our show. Alrighty, so there's the first part of what's a little new. Uh, we are able to add in a new sponsor uh, for the podcast, which means I know, boohoo, another ad, but we got to support the show. Uh, we got to make that bread and uh, send these cats to college and whatnot, uh, and, and just uh, in general afford to continue to deliver great quality to you guys and whatnot. So Let's get this bread! <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so now there's going to be an extra ad that makes three ads, but we appreciate your patience. All you got to do is listen. It's soup. It's free on your part, but it supports us. It earns us uh, some change that eventually adds up, and so we've been able to uh, make a good bit of money just because you guys are awesome and listen to the ads. So we do ask that you listen to them, bear with us. Uh, it's a free way to support the show, and we greatly appreciate that our host, Anchor, uh, allows us to do that. Yeah. And, and gives us the ability to do that. And take advantage of the voice message thing, though. That's not just an ad that we make money for. That's not just why we're doing it. We actually want you guys to mm -hmm. take advantage of that feature and send us in messages if you want to send in your questions to us that way, if you want to send in comments on our topic uh, that way, what whatever that may be, or just yeah. a, a, a simple, hey, you know, it, all, all that stuff, it works out. We would love to hear from you in that way. It's just another way that Anchor helps us create this podcast community, mm -hmm. which is the big reason why we do this. We yeah. enjoy talking Star Wars and, and whatnot, but we enjoy mm -hmm. the family and community that it brings together. And speaking of family, we got some weird, just very loving words of encouragement yeah because i couldn't think of a word for like i'm weirded out by the fact that my brother listens to the podcast yes i'm weirded out that my brother listens to the podcast my brother hi justin, justin. hi and josh and, and yeah and josh ryan you scrub ryan's off the listen game to the podcast um so yes welcome to the party justin uh we now have to stop talking trash about you uh I on the show so no garbage darn my sweet sweet brother <laughs> um he's my but... favorite brother because he listens this is the news. We're not just rambling, although we kind of are. Uh, but before we get into news news, I uh, wanted to let you guys some Nerd Herder news. Uh, let you know what's going on with us and the podcast. We have created, and if you'll hear this again at the end just to make sure that you guys gets it. Get, get it and, and uh, 
kind of get the call to action that we're asking of you guys as our herd community. Um, so we have grown. We have started a second podcast, and we're just going to go ahead and put out there that we're talking about a few other po- uh, projects, podcast options. Yes. We've been slowly working to expand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to kind of create a one-stop shop, uh, one-page kind of uh, place for all of our stuff to go through, we created the Nerdyverse Network. Yes. Um, it currently has a Twitter page, and so if you guys would be awesome, if you follow us on Nerd Herder, you're gonna get to you're gonna get all the same Nerd Herder things, but you're also gonna hear more about our other podcasting projects and just hear about some of the other things we're doing that maybe you would be interested in checking out. I know it's not all gonna be Star Wars. But maybe it'll appeal... I mean, we're not so simple that even we aren't only interested in Star Wars. We love it enough to have a podcast. Exactly. But we love a lot of things, and that's why we're starting the network, so that we can expand to those other areas and um, give community to those other areas. So, find Nerdyverse Network on Twitter. It's at NerdyverseN, um, and give us a follow, uh, and just expect to stay up to date with everything that's going on, and... Other projects, new projects. Mm-hmm. You can also follow our other podcast, uh, the Unmasked Podcast, which is on Twitter as well. Yep. At Unmasked Pod, and it's you can also podcast. listen to that uh, through Anchor, Anchor.fm/unmasked-pod, or uh, you can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Google Podcast. You can find it on I think four other platforms, and it'll yes. soon be on iTunes. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, we're doing a lot. We're growing a lot. We would love if you would... With Nerdyverse, it's going to be pretty open to everybody. On Unmasked, we talk about horror, horror stories, movies, all that stuff. Yeah. That might not be everybody's thing, but we're trying to make it so that even if you're not super into that kind of genre of stuff, the conversation will still be there for you. Yeah, you want to hear the dulcet tones of me slapping on the knee to let me talk? (laughs) So, um, if you... We have one episode up, kind of an introductory. Check it out. See if it's your cup of tea. Give it a a few tries. See? Um, And just... uh, We just ask that you guys uh, support us a little bit further with Nerdyverse Network, our second podcast, and all that stuff. Um, Because, yeah, we... We're only able to grow because of the community we've been able to start already. Mm-hmm. And this isn't us replacing this nerdy Star Wars community. It's not us saying that we want, you know, it's not enough. We want another community. It's just us expanding yeah. our overall community. Exactly. We want to we wanna touch you guys. We want to, well, <laughs> no, we don't want to. Reach out and touch somebody. We don't want to touch you guys. We want, we want to touch your brains. Sure, through ears? your ears. Yes, um, we want to put our long, luminous fingers into your ear and touch your brain. <laughs> so, uh, that's the point of Nerdyverse Network, is it's all that we're going to be doing. It's yes. everything, so it's creating one full community. Uh, but you can mm-hmm. also just stay up to date with Nerd Herder through our Nerd Herder page like you've normally been doing. Yeah. But if you want to check out more that we're doing, Nerdyverse Network is going to be the place to do it. And with that, also, our Patreon page, it's no longer going to be the Nerd Herder Patreon. It's going to be the Nerdyverse Network Patreon. And that's just because otherwise we would be starting a Patreon page for every project we do. We would have multiples out there. It would be a lot of work to manage all of that. So in order to just manage one Patreon page, 
so that if you like what we do enough that you would like to support us, you're supporting all that we do. Yes. Um, there's going to be benefits for you if your thing is Nerd Herder. There's going to be benefits for you if your thing is Unmasked. And there's going to be benefits for you if your thing is something else that we do. But it's just, an, again, a way to blend the communities together and uh, support everything that we do um, rather than have kind of silos for everything. We don't want everything to be segregated uh, in our fandoms and loves and interests. We want to we want to kind of bring it all together. So that's, that's what Nerdyverse Network is all about. So, uh, yes. yeah, just continue to look out for that. Nerdyverse Network on... Twitter, find it, follow it, and just stay up to date with all of our other stuff. So yeah, we'll talk more about that in the announcements uh, and talk more about Patreon and all that stuff. But on to actual Star Wars news. On to Danos. Well, guys, uh, we've got gaming news first, as always. Uh, so next week, it's no longer a future. Well, it is still in the future, but not as it's future. It's a nearer future. It's a nearer future. Uh, uh, Vader Immortal on the Oculus Quest is going to be released next week. Yeah, I think the, it's the 21st. I yes. Think. Yes. It is. So, next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you can see the description of this episode for links on how to get yours. Uh, when you make a purchase... When you make a purchase through the links, uh, in the description it actually goes to support the show at no extra cost to you. So, please, please consider checking that out. Uh, brief Battlefront gaming news. Um... Capital Supremacy is coming to Camino. Yeah, that's about Whee! it. Wee! Yeah. <laughs> it looks rainy. Yes. Yeah. So, I still haven't even played it on, uh... No, I did play it on Kashyyyk. That's right. I did. It's been so long. I'm... It's been a month. It's <laughs> been a month, guys. Yeah. Oh! Uh, completely forgot. Yes? No, go on. We'll, we'll at, Just see me at the end for extra news. Okay. I'll be back at the end. I'll be... You'll be back? Okay. Have fun. Go away. Uh, so in comic news, we have this week, Star Wars number 66, execute Star Wars number 66, uh, for the next three Star Wars films, uh, <laughs> ah, ha, you see what I did there? I skipped. Uh, Age of Rebellion Lando and Star Wars TIE Fighter 2 were all released this week. Uh, if you plan on picking up Alphabet Squadron next month, and then the TIE Fighter series it is a great tie-in, <laughs> uh, and highly recommended. Yeah, and if you haven't pre-ordered Alphabet Squad yet, there's also a link for that in the description, too. Yeah. We're just trucking through the news this week. Um, so, film and TV news. Last week we got dates for the next three Star Wars films, starting in 2022, and now it has been confirmed by Bog by the Bogman, uh, Bob Iger, uh, that the first of which, if not all three films... Uh, will be written and directed by Benioff and Weiss from the Game of Thrones. Uh, last week, we guessed that it would be Ryan Johnson, so how do you feel about this news? Am I here? I was supposed to come back. Come back end. in the room. Oh, okay. Come back. Hi. Um, Welcome back. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm elated and sweaty. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, the way he said it, it's not clear if all three films that were announced are Benioff and Weiss, he just said, the next film? Yeah. I mean, because they announced three, it's assumable that it's their trilogy, but it could also yeah. be alternating like they were doing with, uh, you know, the sequel trilogy and the standalones. Yeah. But I don't. I th <clears throat> thought with Disney+, Plus they were going towards shows instead of standalone films. So. But I, it, I'd be surprised, but a welcome one. 
Yeah, I mean, it would be it'd be nice because there's certain things I think work better for film than short Often. short series. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess I just thought that since Ryan Johnson had kind of been on the books uh, longer, that he would have had something more to produce. But I guess he's still waiting. He's working on a movie, Knives Out. I guess. He's waiting until that's done and out of the way to really start work. So, and I don't know when that will be. Um, I'm just kind of surprised that Benioff and Weiss are having such a quick turnaround from Game of Thrones and whatnot. But, I mean, yeah. I've been excited since they were announced for whatever they were going to do. Because I'd like, I, I don't necessarily want Star Wars Game of Thrones, but I want those sort of elements. Um... You know, multiple character arcs and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a big difference to go from an HBO show to films, but overall, um, yeah, I've just I've been excited since the beginning, and this is just I mean, it's just it's actually a pleasant surprise because it's just sooner than I expected. Yeah, um, and I don't know if you've been on Twitter or if you live on Twitter like we do. There's been some chaos going on in the Game of Thrones fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, the current season, the, well, I guess, was that the end of, was that the it's end? It's not the end yet. Okay. I it's think that's the end. One. No, it's the last season. Oh, yeah. I yeah, don't, it wasn't the last episode. Though. Okay. Uh, with all the issues that people seem to have with uh, this current season of Game of Thrones, do you think that the criticism is going to affect their work? I think they wouldn't have announced, I think Disney announced that they I think Bob Iger mentioning that they're the next on the list was purposeful to say like hey yeah we hear the criticism but we believe in them yeah um because I think the criticism against Game of Thrones is the same unfounded criticism against The Last Jedi in terms of the story didn't go how you wanted it and therefore it's bad yeah I mean that's that is for some all it seems to be um I don't have any problems with the direction of the story I don't see anything out of character I think that it's been <clears throat> typical Game of Thrones and so yeah that's, I don't that's being said we stopped watching Game of Thrones yeah after I mean a while. I keep up with the story yeah so that I don't maybe it's because I don't have the same amount of investment I don't know but I just I think that the backlash is a little silly and laughable, and I don't think they seem to be phased by it. And I, that's why I say I think Bob Iger saying that was his way of saying we really don't care about the criticism because we believe in them. Yeah. Um, you know, because that seemed to be the way they handled Ryan Johnson. They had his back the entire time. They still have his back. You know, uh, even when people have tried to get like JJ and Kathleen Kennedy to talk about the catastrophe of the Last Jedi or or the what yeah. they they never turn against him. They vote. They stand by their work. Uh, because yeah. it's not just, I mean, it wasn't just Ryan Johnson in making that film. It's not just Benioff and Weiss in making this show. You know, there's a team of people that agreed this is good. Um, and I know that's not always going to translate to it actually being good, but I think <clears> in, <throat> in these two instances of The Last Jedi and the latest season of Game of Thrones, I think it translates to it being good, period. So I don't, gotcha. I, in my opinion, I don't, I, because this criticism is silly, Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I I don't see it being a problem. I'm not worried. I'm I'm looking forward to what they're going to do. Yes. Yeah. It was also announced uh, in the same business call that a third Star Wars series is in development for Disney Plus. 
Do you have any guesses on what that might be? Bothens. I hope that it's something... Uh, for older in the timeline. Like prequel era, or even before the prequels, maybe. Yeah. Not necessarily Old Republic. I think Old Republic should be films... That could even be the Benioff and Weiss series. That could be the Ryan Johnson series. I think it's an inevitability that that's going to be a trilogy of films, if not a saga of films of their own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want a series to be wasted on... Or rather, I should say, I don't want Knights of the Old Republic or the Old Republic stories that could be told to be wasted on a show. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're way too big for that. Yeah. Um, I've heard some say Merrick. As in Galen Merrick for a series, which he's not I canon mean, anymore. He he could fit in as an Inquisitor, but yeah. it would be a much different story, which it would be incredible I would different. rather they not do at that point. Um, yeah, so I hope, I mean, we've got Mandalorian taking place after Return of the Jedi. We have Cassian Andor show taking place before episode, f- well, before Rogue One and episode four. So we have two areas of story covered. Yeah. You know, let's do something with Jedi. Let's do something with the Republic when it was still around kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think that's an area worth exploring, especially since they've been going there with Master and Apprentice, Duke of Jedi Lost. I think they're building their worlds out there, so why not continue to do so? Yeah. Um, that's what I would like. Just, I've been calling for more prequel content, more Republic content for a while. Yeah. And, I mean, even with getting Queen Shadow and you know, the books I've already mentioned, I still feel like we don't have enough in that area. I know people talk about the Clone Wars all the time, but the Clone Wars is just a three-year span. Yeah. I mean, there's still that ten years between Phantom Menace and and Attack of the Clones. There's still plenty of time before the Phantom Menace that could be explored. You know, I mean... Give us a young Palpatine show, something. Yeah. Like, just something in that period. It doesn't even have to involve Jedi, really. Mm-hmm. I just want to get away from the original trilogy a little bit. Yeah, I've seen uh, some people say, you know, Palpatine show with Nicholas Holt playing a young Palpatine. Mm, who's that? Uh, if I show you a picture, you'll know who it is. Well, you keep talking. I'll look it up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the I... I don't know. I've said that I wanted uh, Scum and Villainy. We're kind of getting that with The Mandalorian. We're getting that a little bit with Cassian. I just don't know what I would want. I mean... I don't know. I'm... Oh, Beast. Yes, Beast. Eh. I like him, but he's not Palpatine. Yeah. Who who would you fan cast as a young Palpatine? <sighs> um... I've seen Tom Hiddleston. I've seen a lot. Tom Hiddleston, no, too tall, too... Not I don't see him in that. Um, I mean, if we go young, young, I could even see um, Tom Holland mm. bef- more than anyone. I know not many people would agree with me. Um, I mean, it depends on age. If we go... I would like him, you know, in his studying years... Because yeah. we could uh, we could feasibly see Plagueis. Yeah. You know, which I think would be uh, a great element to bring in. Seeing a moon in live action would be lovely. Yeah, well, we have, I mean, we, more, we than have, a, more than a like, glimpse. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, I've, 
I want to see Moon. I want to see a Rancor in live action. Just give me the Rancor and Moon show. Yeah, off the top of my head, I can't really think of anyone. I've thought of Tom Holland as a young one, just because then that would lead to entering, introducing um, Plagueis a little bit. I think it would be really great. I think shows like Hannibal prove that having a anti-hero slash villain as the main character can work. Yeah. You know, having a dark story can work, so I think that'd be something good. But Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I really do think this is far off. I think this would be something maybe 2023, 24, yeah. uh, especially if we're getting the Cassie and Andor show next year, getting Mandalorian this year. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I don't think they're going to be, I don't think this is going to be coming out with the other things we already know about. I think yeah. this is going to be a little down the road, so. And that's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's in development, so really that could mean they're just now talking about it, that could mean they already know what they're going to do and they're kind of getting uh, writers and, and directors uh, lined up. It could be that they're getting actors even, I don't yeah. I don't know. So they're, it's a very open-ended phrase, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited either way. Yeah, and that's, that's our news, John. Yes. What other news do you have? Yeah, so I was actually I was going to mention this at the top of the show. I put on Twitter that we would explain why this has been a crazy week and right. why our show is super late. Yeah. First of all, it's been because of how sick oh, I was um, this week. I, for the first time in like five years, took two sick days, uh, which is insane for me. But yeah. Uh, I just, I kept, I would feel better and then I'd be right back down and so we would say we were doing something yeah. and then my body would just stop. Yeah, and it's one of those things, you don't get man flu, you don't get like pathetic. No, I mean, I just, I usually don't get sick and if I yeah. do, I you am able to power just. with it and I'm able to take <laughs> care of it pretty quickly. Yeah. For some reason this time it just whooped my butt. So first of all, there was that, and so thank you to those that have been kind of following along and checking on us and, and me and yeah. patient with that process. On top of that, we've also been, I mentioned like a month ago, I think, on like a Monday Motivation that we'd been looking for, uh, looking to move out of our current apartment. We've been looking to move into a new place, and everything sort of happened with that this week where we possibly have a house, and so... That's something awesome and we're excited for. Uh, and so pretty soon we're probably going to be moving into a new place, a new yeah. uh, herd base uh, and whatnot. So We'll take you guys on a house tour on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we'll show you we'll show you all that stuff. Um, so that, I mean, that's just, that's not meant to be a brag. It's just meant to say that, you know, life's going on outside yeah. of the podcast and that's a thing that we want to celebrate and share with yeah. you guys. And let you know that we're not just shirking off the podcast. We're not being inconsistent on purpose. Uh, We are honestly trying to be on time and consistent and put things out when we say we're going to put things out. But between life just throwing a curveball, you know, getting sick, and with uh, personal circumstances of trying to get into a new house, uh, we can't always predict how that's going to affect things so but yeah we're excited for that and we wanted to share that with you guys it's almost definite so uh hopefully we'll have um good news soon or by the next uh episode that goes out to say for sure but uh yeah so that's why things have been off schedule for uh a week now hopefully we can start to get back on track and uh just thanks for being along the journey with us and being patient with us so yeah But with that, 
Um, we're going to uh, have a little bit of a word from a sponsor, and then we'll be into our main show. Whee! So, like we mentioned, uh, we love our moms, yeah. and we love moms in general, and think that they're constantly worth celebrating. So, even though we're almost a week late... Um, we're just not going to talk about that. <laughs> we're still on topic, because moms are always awesome, whether exactly. it's Mother's Day or not. So, uh, if anything... Um, we should constantly be talking about how awesome moms are. Um, God knows uh, we could probably do an entire series uh, on how awesome moms are, but what we wanted to do is kind of, I mean, we're, we're not original. I mean, come on, there's like thousands of Star Wars podcasts out there who also did mom episodes. Yeah. But uh, our main thing is that we wanted to celebrate what's great about moms. And uh, look at some of the moms in the Star Wars galaxy and highlight what what models and what characteristics of mom they show us. Yeah. And, and, um, and kind of what we see um, from our own moms and just, yeah, it's just meant to be a big celebration of that. And so y you, you've got some moms um, that you're going to talk at us about. We're going to talk a little bit about who they are and, and their characteristics and whatnot. But, um, yeah, so hopefully you guys had a good time uh, on actual Mother's Day, and hopefully uh, you weren't bums and you did actually celebrate your moms. That's yeah. important. Love your moms. Uh, they are extremely special and yeah. amazing. Or so. just celebrate women in your life who are good role models or mother figures to you. Like, we have a mom friend who we love dearly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, moms don't have to be the ones that gave birth to you. Yeah, and, and certainly, exactly. I think we could count on two hands and a toe how many non-birth moms we have mm -hmm. uh, that have been amazing uh, to us uh, and been essential yeah. um, to our lives. And so, and, and, in inclusion to our mm -hmm. actual moms. Exactly. Um, Apparently, the bird outside of our window wants to talk about moms, too, so sorry if you can hear that. Maybe they are, Mom. I don't know. Our our, our mic is just so amazing that it, it <laughs> even picks up Tweety Bird out there, so... But, yeah, uh, and we're, that we specifically wanted to mention a few characters like that that are not exactly moms in the typical yeah. sense, but are moms in their characteristics and in their representation and whatnot, because that's just as important. Yeah. That's absolutely just as important, so... Exactly. So who's first on our list? Our first mom is Shmi Skywalker. The mom. The, the mom. The mom of the galaxy. The mom that started it all. Well, not really. But a significant mom. A very significant mom. Yeah. The events of She's not the, the mom things. of the galaxy. That's maybe a little exaggeration. She's the, mo she's the mom of the one that almost destroyed the galaxy, though. Exactly. <laughs> In order for the galaxy to thrive. <laughs> yeah, Damn. right. Uh, yeah, kill half the population for the rest to, to survive, whatever. Listen. Okay, purple man. We're not even going to talk about that, dog. <laughs> okay, in any way, Shmi is arguably one of the most important mothers in the galaxy. Yes. Uh, if not for Shmi, many things in the Star Wars saga might not have happened. Uh, Shmi was a very selfless mother whose whole world seemed to revolve around her son, which sounds familiar. <laughs> um... Shmi was a single mother in a place where making a living was very difficult for women. But she did it, and when it came time for her son to fulfill his destiny, she let him go. With the words, don't look back. 
Uh, she went on to be happily married to Klieg Lars for nearly ten years before she died uh, from being taken by Tusken Raiders. Shmi is quiet and isn't an action star like some other Star Wars moms, but she is a great example of selflessness that comes from motherhood. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Shmi is probably one of my favorite Star Wars moms and examples of uh, motherdom yeah. in, motherhood. in Star Wars. Um, motherdom's a good word, though. <laughs> good job, baby. Um, yeah, just because, I mean, she's... I would say a little bit more typical mom. Yeah. In the sense, uh, she's not going off and fighting wars or anything. I mean, but yeah. she does everything out of thought for her son. Um, you know, it's an essential relationship to both of them. Yeah. And that's why it's so significant and such a gut punch when she lets him go and tells him to go. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, and I think of the strength that that takes for moms to do uh, when they're sending someone off to college, when yeah. they're sending someone off to their first job or sending someone off to go find their own place and live somewhere else, you know. Yeah. Um, the amount of t times moms have to let go uh, in order for their children to thrive uh, is mind-boggling, and yet they do it. Um, and even if they're still the type that calls you a lot and keeps connected very deeply, you know, uh, they still let you be on your own, and yeah. they still let you be out there, because they know that's what's best for you, they know that's what, what you have to do eventually, um, and that's me, you know, that, that, so she's such a great example of your typical mom, or, or, yeah. you know, my idea of a mom, like, I see my mom in me, you know, um, for that exact reason. I mean, my mom busted her butt as a single mom to get a lot of stuff done. Yeah. And, um... And she did it wonderfully. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and she succeeded in everything, yeah. even though uh, odds were stacked against her, even though she was told she would never make it in this job, even though she was told she'll never go anywhere, or she should stay in her own field, and blah, blah, blah. You know, all kinds of things uh, were stacked against her. And I imagine there was arguably a lot against me. Like I said, I mean, typically on Tatooine you see a single mom or you see a single woman. The types of things they have to do to make a living yeah. are deplorable. Yeah. That's how horrible the Outer Rim is. Uh, and yet, Shmi managed to make it work, uh, and I think without giving up her values. And so, um, I think it's a great example of how tough moms can be and how much they'll do uh, to be able to provide for their kids and whatnot. Yeah, um, definitely. There's a cat. There's a cat. <laughs> I'm currently a cat Speak, mom. Yeah, right we're now. talking about moms so much that they're like, "Oh, I need to love on my mom." So I there have you, two there cats you go. In my lap. There you go. Uh, <laughs> this, you know what, you know what, when this wouldn't happen if these yeah. dang cats were at college. Go support right? our Patreon. Send these cats to college. Get them out of our faces. Honestly, I'd love to let go. No, I wouldn't. I would, no, I would you never wouldn't. let go of these cats. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> never let go. Yeah, um, yeah. Did you want to say anything about me? I didn't. I didn't mean to take over there. Yeah, this, this one was an emotional one because, like mm -hmm. you said, we see a lot of your mom mm -hmm. in Shmi. Yeah. And I can't think about Shmi without thinking about mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So, our next mama on the list 
is another one that's kind of sad when you think about it. Mm-hmm. It could either be really depressing or, you know, mm-hmm. not, depending on how hard you think about it. Uh, Padme Amidala. Yes. Uh, Padme never got the chance to be the amazing mother that we know that she would have been. But clearly, her traits passed down, especially to her daughter. Um, whether that was through, you know, stories that Rhea and uh, Bale told her, or even Mon Mothma, or just or, the and I, I, I even chalk some of it up to just the force power, the, right? like the force connectivity. Yeah. Um, in her time as a mom, Padme thought first of her eventual family. Uh, no doubt if she had lived past the horrible events of the Jedi Purge and founding of the Empire, she would have done everything she could to have uh, helped her children and been an example of standing for what was right along with her friends, Bale and Mon Mothma. Yeah. Uh, and even though she didn't get to be a mom to Luke and Leia, as, as you've pointed out a few times while we're watching The Clone Wars, she's yeah. kind of a mom figure to Ahsoka. And those are incredibly important. Yeah. Well, because I think of... Uh, you, I think of people like you that are moms to several kids at our church who literally call you mom. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of disconcerting when you have a 13-year-old calling you mom that you did not birth. Right, uh, but, um, so for, you know, for, for you, what's the, or even even if you don't make it about yourself, but in general, what's the importance of that kind of representation for you and for moms? Yeah, I can think back and name so many women in my life when I was younger who really stood out to me. And there were a lot of women who I felt that I could, you know, look up to and be positively influenced, but also who I could talk to and feel safe talking to them. Mm -hmm. And that's what I try to do is, you know... (laughs) (laughs) She's listening. uh, I try to create that safe environment for the kids that you know that are in our youth group to be like hey you could tell me stuff and if you know it's not hurtful or <laughs> excuse me can you not here give yeah. me the cat <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's mad but yeah if you know it's not going to be hurtful to you or someone else i'm not that's between us mm-hmm and that's that was something that I wish that I had growing up. So, with my mama, we've since gotten a lot closer. But I'll say, you know, it's important to be someone that, you know, people feel like they can talk to. Goodness gracious. Yeah. That cat can't talk to me, apparently. <laughs> well, you're not her mom. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I mean, even... Like like I said, I mean, yeah. I think we both have uh, women and mother figures like that in our life that we can think of, um, yeah. and it doesn't take away from our actual moms or yeah. having uh, a great relationship with your actual mom, but it goes to show that motherdom isn't just by birth. Exactly. It's it's a it's a characteristic it's a lifestyle uh it's the way you um care for and treat and look after others Mm -hmm. uh, especially kids and um i think padme having that sort of relationship with ahsoka 
especially considering Ahsoka's circumstances of not having a family, that's the closest she had. And I think yeah. that was very important for her um, during her time with the Jedi and, and whatnot. And I think that turned Ahsoka into a little bit of who she becomes later uh, because of who Padme was as well. Yeah, and that's that's something that you and I talk about a lot is, you know, even if we don't see seeds thrive in children that we've planted today, maybe we'll never get to see them, but we can know. Yeah, hey. one kid at church has chia seeds in his hair since four years ago. <laughs> Still nothing sprouted up from that. We've been trying. <laughs> uh, we've been watering him he keeps wa- Yeah, he keeps wondering why we spray him with a water bottle. <laughs> No, but yeah, but yeah I, I mean... Leaving a legacy in someone's life is... It's a blessing. Yeah, and Padme never got to see that mm-hmm. and see how her children inherited from her, how Ahsoka inherited from her. Um, and she didn't... She wasn't who she was because of what she wanted to see. She was just who she was in general, and that's yeah. what made the biggest impact. Exactly. So, uh, next one, oh, this one's the big one for me. <laughs> if you couldn't guess by, you know, how excited I am to talk about her, it's Leia. Mm-hmm. General, princess, just commander Leia Worshipful. Organa. Worshipful Leia Organa. Saint Leia Organa. <laughs> no. Um, but Leia is absolutely her mother's daughter, without a doubt. Um, from her strength as a politician and leader to her willingness to get dirty and fight. She definitely inherited Padme's resolve and no doubt reinforced by Bale and Brea Organa. Leia was key to the success of the Rebellion and founding the New Republic. Sadly, her work, like many other mothers on this list, left her relationships to suffer. Her son fell to the dark side and proved that even though Leia was a great role model, we all have our faults. When the New Republic refused to believe the First Order existed, which sounds familiar, uh, or that it was a real threat, she did what was necessary to build the Resistance. Even after her son became a part of it, Leia, throughout her life, is an example of the strong hope to build... Strong hope that mothers have and represent. She had hope in the Rebellion and in her friends, and she had hope in a system that could be more for all the people's best interests. Uh, she had hope that her son was still out there, and at last, and in last we see her, she had hope in the next generation. Mm-hmm. Not talking about Star Trek, we're talking about Rick. <laughs> Although I have a lot of hope in next generation. Make it so. <laughs> um, <coughs> yeah, so Leia and her family in the sequel trilogy don't exactly look like what we'd expect or what some would expect. Um, What would you say it says about her and moms that she has those shortcomings and those tough spots? Well, that's the thing. When you stop looking at moms as, you know, super beings, moms can do anything, we're super women, you realize that moms are just people. Mm Mm-hmm. And while they are, you know, incredible people, strength of everything, physical strength, strength of character, it takes a lot of strength to hold a baby for more than three hours. (laughs) Um, When you kind of peek behind the curtain, you realize, you know, they're, like I said, they're just people. 
but they are incredibly strong people, again. Um, I have... People make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of those mistakes are a lot bigger than others. But at the end of the day, mistakes can be mended. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing about Leia is it didn't stop her. Yeah. You know, um, it wasn't the end um, because things didn't quite work out. Um, if anything, it was a reason she kept fighting and kept uh, herself in the role that she was in is because things didn't work out Yeah. and, and whatnot. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's good to keep the perspective that moms are always awesome and... and, and uh, parents are awesome, um, but they can also mess up. And uh, the the biggest thing we can learn is how to keep hope yeah. and how to stay resilient, like like Leia did. Exactly. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. Is you know she she always represented hope. She re- represented hope uh, for the rebellion. She represents hope uh, in her family in mm-hmm. the sequel trilogy. You know, she pr- represents hope. And a new, better government, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a motherly quality, um, for sure, is uh, to always have hope, no matter how difficult, no matter if there's been mess-ups, you know, yeah. to keep hope. If you only have hope when the sun's out, you'll never make it through the night. Exactly. Exactly. Um, going up a generation, Brea Organa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brea is a great example of mothers to children that they didn't carry. Uh, Bale and Brea simply couldn't have their own child, and they were quick to accept Leia. Despite Leia not being her blood, she loved and looked after Leia just like she was. Uh, No doubt, many of the qualities that Leia attributed to the example that Brea set for her. Uh, Even though we didn't get much on Brea, uh, from a certain point of view novel, uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, and Women of the Galaxy book helped to expand her to be a strong female role model and a motherly example. Arguable, uh, arguably other women, other than <sighs> representing how mothers are not by blood only. Uh, Brea also exemplified the role of a mother to pass on their legacy. Yeah, well, and that goes back to what you were saying with um, Padme a bit. In terms of, like, a big part of parenting, but especially, you know, with mothers. Mm-hmm. It's just about what you pass on. Yeah. that That's the whole point of parenting, is passing on uh, to hopefully make your kids better than you. That's the whole... Yeah. That's the, that's the hope with the legacy, is that those who learn from you are better than you. Yeah. You know? It's kind of, I mean, that's almost the way the Sith kind of operate. <laughs> they have to be better than you to kill you yeah. uh, and replace you. Unless you're Palpatine and you want to live forever. So technically, uh, mother motherdom is the ultimate rule of two. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or sometimes rule of four. Yes. Uh, <laughs> or rule of five. Which one can kill uh, the mother first? So No. <laughs> I'm sure um, Justin tried. Uh, well, a couple times. Yeah, Josh tried. That's why I got stuck in a tree. <laughs> he tried to be the prime sibling for a little while. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. yeah. Um, and 
Bray is Bray is definitely a great example uh, of 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 legacy because I think what's admirable about Bale and Brea is that I don't believe that they withheld Leia being Padme's daughter. Yeah. Like I do believe that Leia believed she was theirs for a time and and eventually learned that she was adopted. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't believe that they were ever suppressed her family uh instincts and character. Yeah. Um I think they celebrated that and I think there are reason that Leia grew to be so like Padme mm-hmm. um, because they celebrated her her personal qualities uh, and her inherited qualities. Yeah. And so it's a great example of kind of celebrating what makes kids kids. That's a big part of being a mother is not uh, saying... And, and when we... I mean, we're talking about moms specifically, but just assume that parental figures of every kind and gender can yeah. be substituted in. I mean... I think the job's fairly equal either side, but I think definitely moms have their their place in in kids' lives. You know, mm-hmm. um, moms have their relationships with their kids. Dads have their relationship with their kids. But um, yeah, a big part of parenting and is is not saying, "Hey, stop being you, stop being that." It's about celebrating. Hey, that's you. Do that well. Yeah. Go wild, man. Yeah. And kind of helping guide that to be yeah. good. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, in the same vein, we also have Baru, White Sun, Lars. Uh, the other woman to take a Skywalker child was Baru. Uh, Baru and her husband, uh, Owen Lars, lived simple lives on Tatooine as moisture farmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, though she grew up dreaming of owning her, owning her own cafe... She settled for being the wife of a moisture farmer and a surrogate mother to Luke. Baru and Owen also had fertility issues and welcomed the chance to be parental figures to their new nephew. Uh, she always balanced, balanced out Owen's strictness with her softer approach and always reminded Luke that she believed in him. Though not a hero by most accounts, Baru was an example of an encourager that moms are. Yeah. That was a good transition. So. Thank you. Uh, um... Yeah. How, how would you say Luke and Leia were better for having their adopted families? Well, we had the conversation last night that if Obi-Wan had kept the twins, which he would not have been able to take care of them. Oh, gosh. I Absolutely don't think, <laughs> not. I think he would have gone mad. He, he, would, he would have been even older looking than he was because yeah. of the stress. Exactly. Um, but yeah. yeah, he would have just made them into Jedi. Mm-hmm. He would have raised them the same way that he was raised, which, that's not very healthy. They would have been raised to kill their father. Yeah, they would have been raised to see the Jedi and Obi-Wan point of view. Uh, I think, honestly, the only reason that they have the view that they have is because of their upbringing. Yeah. You know, I think that Luke has that desire to be the hero in the best sense possible because of his upbringing, of constantly kind of being on the side looking at the things going on and wanting to be a part of it. Yeah. And I think Leia has the passion for leading change that she does because she's grown up seeing her adopted family uh, push for that. They've yeah. s- She's seen the necessity for that, that kind of representation in politics and whatnot. 
And so I think they became who they are because of their families. Yeah. Um, and I think that's such a significant thing um, that, you know, despite whether or not someone is, you know, whether or not they're your birth, you gave birth to these kids, whether or not you they're your kids, you know, family is important to a child. Yeah. And so recognizing that you still have the power of a mom, you still have the power of a dad, even if, if you didn't give this child life, um, is significant to making them who they are, for sure. Very much so. Um, our next mother was one that I'm sure a lot of you guys suggested for this episode and thought of mm -hmm. when we said Mothers of the Galaxy. And that is Hera Syndulla. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the example of Bray in mind, we want to highlight another sort of surrogate mother. Uh, Hera Syndulla. Although eventually Hera and Kanan have a child named Jason, uh, for the most part, Hera and Kalen were surrogate parents to the Ghost Crew, especially Sabine and Ezra. Uh, Zeb and Chopper were more like crazy uncles, which every family needs a crazy uncle. <laughs> Very true. Um, but Hera was always the leader, which, if we're honest, that's most moms. Mm -hmm. uh, she believed in the rebel cause and looked after her ghost family as they worked to fight against the evil empire. Hera represented strength, hope, and courage to her little ghost family and to us. Uh, and she went on to be a big player in the rebellion all the way up to the after the Battle of Jakku. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know a little bit more about Hera than I do. What would you say makes her so likable as a mom character and a character in general? Um, I, th I think it's just because, I mean, it's hard to really put into words, but I think it's just because of her, who she is. I mean... Every, every time you're with the crew on an adventure or uh, some crazy thing, you know, you feel for these characters. And a lot of that's led by uh, Hera um, and the type of person and character that she is. She's just so full of so many admirable qualities. Yeah. Um I mean, She's also a kick-butt pilot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I really, I mean, she's made up of everything that makes a person a mom without being a mom. Um, you know, and I think of, like, our friend Samantha like that. You know, in terms of, like, without being a mom, she's a mom to everyone. Yeah. Um, and even though Sabine is nearly... I mean, she's an adult. Yeah. Ezra grows to be an adult. Like, they don't need a mommy, you know, and yet she cares for them in such a strong way, but she also cares for people she doesn't know, like, you know, she, she just exemplifies what we should all want to be in a good person, and I think that when I think of looking up to my mom and, you know, looking up to moms in general, I think that's what makes moms so great, is they're not just great moms, they're great people, Yeah. and they make you want to be a better person, uh, and I think that's what's so great about Hera, is she's constantly pushing the ghost crew and uh to be better people 
she's uh, constantly encouraging others to be better people and to stand for what's right and do what's right. And by extension, us as an audience learn to be better people because of a character like her. So she's just she's just a, a strong character in general. And by that extension, she's just such a caring mom figure um, yeah. to everyone. So yeah, yeah. Another reason to pick up Alphabet Squadron because she's going to show up General Harrison Dula. So uh, be sure to check that out. Yeah, and Plug. you <laughs> you wanted to mention two specific moms. Who is that? Yeah, I wanted to talk about a couple that maybe might not be as known, or they're characters that I really enjoy from stories I've read, um, and one of those is uh, Nora Wexley. Uh, she's kind of a lesser-known mom in Star Wars, but one definitely worth mentioning um, because she she was she was a pilot. Which it's what's great if you like Hera, you'll like Nora Wexley, and you'll like uh, our other mother, Shara Bay. In, in this list that I wanted to mention. Because they're all very similar, strong characters. Uh, she was a pilot and key member of the Rebel Alliance. She and her son, Timon, who would later be known uh, as Snap, uh, were instrumental during the final battles uh, between the Rebels and the Empire, between Endor and Jakku. And, yeah, so that's... This is Snap Wexley's mom, Greg Grunberg's character in the sequel trilogy. This is her mom... Um, Nora was an interesting character who is explored mostly through the Aftermath trilogy of books by Chuck Wendig, which I highly recommend. I know not a, not a lot of people are fans of them. I'm not really sure why, uh, but I also don't know why not a lot of people are fans of, uh, Master and Apprentice, so maybe I'm just weird. Maybe. But, um, it's a great trilogy of books that takes place after, uh, Endor leading up to the final Battle of Jakku. And Nora is a major player in that story, which is where we learn a lot about her and her family. Uh, and essentially, she became more heavily involved in taking down the Empire after her husband was captured by them. Uh, because of her obsession, she and her son had a strained relationship, but over the course of the Aftermath trilogy, we see reconciliation and explore a tough-as-nails character that I think many of us would love to call Mom. And I think of her similarly to sort of the direction that Leia takes on in the later um, timeline where, you know, she throws herself into her work so much and things become strained uh, with her and Han and with them and Ben and it becomes tough. But she being the character that she is does everything that she can and doesn't give up hope that it can be what it once was again. Mm-hmm. And Nora's kind of that character with Timon, with Snap. Um, their relationship is a very fun and interesting and emotional one to explore over the books and everything because you've got a kid that has become very self-sufficient without his parents and a mom who has only known war and leadership trying to learn to be a mom again. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. And I think it g- speaks to those moms that really are trying to learn to be moms either for the first time or again um and are trying to shape their life around their kids you know she has a life she has a purpose she has a direction but she wants that relationship with her kid and she does everything that she can to build her life around her kid Mm -hmm. and eventually they're reconciled spoiler alert i guess but you know it's a happy ending um and so I really, really recommend, if you haven't and you're 
looking for the next cool book to read. There's um, not another book coming out this month. You can knock it out before Alphabet Squadron comes along. Uh, you know, Aftermath Trilogy, great series of books, mostly because of Nora Wexley. And Nora has a lot of great interaction with Ray Sloan, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. One big thing I love about Aftermath is it's just a whole lot of kick-butt women. Uh, kicking butt. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's just, it's fantastic, and uh, they're just amazing characters. Mm -hmm. And Nora just happens to also be an amazing example and commentary on motherhood and whatnot, I think. Yeah. So... I uh, wanted to mention Nora Wexley. And also, I kind of already threw her name out there, but Shara Bay. Many people might not know who that is, but um, she's another rebel pilot. Uh, Shara Bay flew uh, with Green Squadron during the Battle of the Second Death Star and over time even worked with Leia and Luke um, during Operation Cinder. She was married to Sergeant Kess Dameron, hmm. uh, who was a rebel pathfinder on Endor with uh, Han during the battle to take down the shield generator. Uh, they had a son who you can guess was Poe Dameron. And Poe inherited his mother's love of flying and passion for standing up for what's right. And arguably Poe is the person that he is because of who his mother was. Uh, and though Shara Bay died six years after the Battle of Endor, she left a great legacy in her son Poe. Uh, and so um, if you want to check out uh, more of Shara Bay and um, Poe's parents, you can check out the Shattered Empire comics. She actually appears in a few things, but um, that's a great place to start if you'd like to learn more. She's just a really great character. Um, she's clearly Poe's mom. Like, when you get into the story, you're easily going to see, oh, yep, that's where he gets it. <laughs> um, and I just think it's fantastic. And I love that there's so many hands-on strong female characters, especially with the Rebellion, with yes. Hera, Shara, Nora... Um, there's so many examples of how strong women can be in fighting for what's right. Mm -hmm. Whether they're in a cockpit or whether they're in the kitchen with blue milk, I don't think it really matters. I think yeah. Star Wars has always been clear on that. But Star Wars has also been, a, I think, is, there's way, is there ways it can be better? Is there more that can be done? Absolutely. But I think Star Wars has always been really good with showing how strong women are, especially mothers, I think. Yeah. And that you being a mom doesn't take away from your ability to be tough and stand up for what's right, if that's with a blaster or with or that's just with teaching your kid the good for the bad. Yeah. You know, um, I think that's always been a part of Star Wars, and that's fantastic. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to add on before our closing comments? No. Okay. <laughs> um, so because we, I mean, we actually ended earlier than I thought, um, yeah. but we still wouldn't have had time to cover everybody, so we wanted to do sort of a honorable mentions list of other great mothers, uh, that we would be, uh, hard-pressed to forget. We still don't cover everybody, Absolutely. but, um, we hit some of the, the major ones, so, um, other mothers worth mentioning are Lyra Urso, who taught her daughter about having faith. Yes. Mama the Hut, who taught us that moms never give up on their kids, no matter how stupid or bad uh, they are. Mm -hmm. uh, the Genosian Queen, who taught us that mom's love is eternal, like bringing you back with zombie worms eternal. Yes. Uh, Mother Talzin, who taught us that moms believe in extracurricular activities, especially the witchy kind. Exactly. Um, Sue Laquain, who showed that moms celebrate differences rather than shame them. If you don't know who that is, that's the one that married the clone. Uh, the deserter yes. in that one episode. Yes. 
Uh, and finally, the cloning machine on Camino, who taught us that no matter how many kids they have, moms never have a favorite. Even though Rex is kind of the favorite. Uh, but... Rex is absolutely <laughs> They'll never tell. Uh, so, yes. So, thank you to moms out there, any that are listening. And thank you to our moms. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I specifically think of my mom, uh, Christy. I think of my mom, Melinda. Um, obviously, I'm very thankful to have your mom. Yeah. Um, and, uh... Janine. Yeah, you also <laughs> have your mom, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we could spend an entire episode thanking all the moms that have been a part of our lives, whether they, well, really only one out of any of them birthed us, but all yeah. the others that impacted us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moms are awesome, always worth celebrating, so make sure that you tell your mom uh, that you love them and that you are yeah. grateful for them. Uh, and also don't forget those who aren't your mom that are also just amazing women in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Send me a Mother's Day card. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, don't don't forget your herd mom. So <laughs> that was a joke. Don't we have, to have uh, another little sponsorship, and then we'll be back with our Q and A. All right, John, we got some Q's. We got some A's. No, well, they got some Q's. We got we some got A's. some A's. Yeah, this was this was a nice week where you guys asked us stuff. We asked you stuff, but you didn't A our Q. So uh, instead, you Q'd. So we're gonna A because we're considerate like that. Wow. I'm just kidding. Wow. Wow. I I still, I, I will admit. Are I you have, sure you're not Catholic? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I haven't figured out the algorithm. Like, we put weird questions out there and everybody answers it. <laughs> and we put, like, serious emotional questions out there and nobody, like, crickets. Yeah. And we can't put crickets on the show. We have an anti-cricket policy, so. Would Trandoshan taste like chicken or like alligator? Why would you eat a Trandoshan? I don't know. Sent- that's like eating a person. They're sentient. They're li- lizard people are people too. Okay. Megan. God, I don't know what your obsession well, is like, with eating why- Star Wars people. <laughs> like, I, every what time is, something comes up on Clone Wars, you're like, mm, I wonder what he tastes like. That guy. What's that guy taste like? Does he taste like pig? Gamorian? Uh, yeah. Obviously. Like green pig. It's literal green eggs and ham, Megan. I do Megan. not want green eggs and ham. Oh, not green eggs. It's green ham and eggs. There green, you go. I do not. I do not want it. Same anyway, this is the madness you get when you don't answer <laughs> our questions. So this is your punishment. So yeah. answer our questions next time. Yeah. Gonk wisdom. Gonk wisdom. Yes. So. Uh, yeah. Gonk wisdom said gonk. Yes. But Which also, translated means. <laughs> uh, should the heroes have a gonk droid as a pal in the upcoming movies? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Heck more, yeah. More gonk. I was uh, super excited to see the gunk droid, uh, the little bit that he shows up in the Mandalorian yeah. um, footage. Sweet baby. Um, I love I love gunks. Yeah. By the way, gunk wisdom. We are big fans. <laughs> yes, we we love gunk droids. They are yeah. cute and adorable. Um, Buy yourself a gunk droid shirt. Uh, what's Ben's? oh yeah, Ben Brophy yeah. Uh, is on T Public. Yes. Um, if he, you go to his Twitter page, if you just look for Ben Brophy on Twitter, yeah. you'll find his T Public page, and he's got a Gunk Droid shirt. He's got a BT One shirt. He's got a Chopper shirt. Uh, it's all he's kinds of great shirt. stuff. He's got a bucket shirt. He's got so. I think many we have great... all of them. Yeah, we do. Oh, goodness! You got so excited. <laughs> um, I had a hiccup. So there you go. Go support our friend's T Public store because he's got great shirts. Uh, and so, yes, we, I, I'd be totally down for, Absolutely. I mean, you always got to have a droid, but let's, let's share some love. It doesn't always have to be a freaking astromech. Right. Uh, let's have a gunk droid that con like it's constantly oh. like high pace situations and 
someone on the team has to carry him because he can't move more than point two meters an hour. That is my favorite bit of humor in all <laughs> right. of Star Wars. It's just, just like, like emergency. Gonk droids just waddling down the hallway. <laughs> exactly. Um, just so oh. so many uh, opportunities for hilarious uh, yeah. to, hilariousness to ensue. Yeah. What? Let me ask you a question, John. Okay. What's that's your... off script, but okay. Yeah. Heck yeah. This is you're breaking the rules. Because we're going buck wild. You're breaking the rules, but you're cute, so I'll allow it. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, like, what's your favorite piece of like droid humor in the Star Wars films? I love when. Like, heroes are distracted with a thing, and Ew. a droid just rolls up to a conduit, does a thing, and then actually <laughs> fixes the scenario. Yes. I love when droids simply uh, circumvent our heroes. Um, R2 does it a lot in, like, so the Clone Wars times. and just in general. I, I love that mo I love de-escalation humor, where it's yes. just like, you think stuff is going all the way up to 11, and then all of a sudden the droid pops in, and it's just like, oh, that's done. Cool. Bye. <laughs> I love when droids are the actual heroes, and it's just like it's it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not a lot of lead into it. It just happens. Yeah, uh, that's my favorite droid humor. My favorite droid humor, and my favorite piece of Star Wars in general. Like I will watch this clip until the day I die and laugh every time. Is when in Revenge of the Sith, when R two comes screaming down the hallway, oh, yeah. hits the back wall. And just sort of bounces back. Mm -hmm. Like even thinking about it makes me laugh. Oh yeah, it's it's a funny scene. I love it's it every so time. Funny. Um, and just like the nonchalant reaction to it too. It's right. Just like oh, uh, yeah. hi. Hey. <laughs> I knew I'd find you. So uh, yeah, I mean R two is the source of a lot of droid humor. Yes, because um, he's the smartest. But let's share that with a gonk droid. Let's get a gonk yeah. droid in uh, in the lead crew for once. Come on. Yeah. Everybody just... needs a walking battery. Just the visual comedy that would be just like Cassian Andor or K2 just picking up a gaunt droid and running. <laughs> right. Like, I, I just, I love it. I Ugh. want it. I want to see it. I want it to happen. So. Yes. Uh, Drunken Asgardian asked, uh, will they be using Mendoa? Mendoa? Mendoa. Mendoa. Uh, in the Mandalorian. What's that? Uh, that's the language of the Mandalorians. Ah. Um, so that's the spoken language. Ah. Uh, I really hope so. Um, we do see in some footage, uh, well, in the uh, trailer, really, yeah. that he's interacting with other seemingly Mandalorians. Mm -hmm. um, they are wearing Mandalorian armor. Maybe there's a little bit of Mandoa exchanged there. Yeah. Um, I really do hope we get some comment and in-universe conversation about the current status of Mandalorians. Yeah. Because... Rebels is the last time we really get any hint as where Mandalorians are and what they're doing. Uh -huh. That's, uh, it's what, five years after Return of the Jedi Mandalorian? Is yes. it five or eight? It's five. It's five. So it's five years after, uh, so it's about almost ten years later, almost. Uh, I would love to hear an in universe conversation kind of alluding to what's going on with Mandalorians. What's the deal with Mandalorians? You're being very vague. I'm not. I'm just saying that Rebels is the last thing that talks about Mandalorians. Yeah. Because it's the last new thing. I mean, Resistance, but that's... that's Future. Future. Obviously, the original trilogy doesn't talk about Mandalorians because Mandalorians weren't a thing yet. Clone Wars does. So, well, yeah, but that's even... That's the past. Mm -hmm. So, Rebels is the last thing near 
this time period where we see Mandalorians. And so, what happened next? That's what I would <laughs> like to know. Um, uh, I would play and, the audio clip right now <laughs> if I had it pulled up. And uh, if if that conversation is in Mandoa, I think that would be great because I I want you know with them calling it the Mandalorian, it has to bolster yeah. this culture and this background. Yeah. You don't call it the Mandalorian if you're just going to dress a dude as a Mandalorian. Yeah. Then just just make the show about Boba Fett if you're going to do that. But if you are going to call it the Mandalorian, give us some history and culture on the Mandalorian. Let us see some of that through our lead guy. Wouldn't it be cool if, like, we get a Mando version of a Hakka? Yeah, I mean, I would think that that's not a culture too dissimilar. Yeah. Um, to Mandalorians, just uh, to to uh, skirt, to true Mandalorians. Yeah. I mean, you know, they kind of they really branched off during uh, during the prequel mm-hmm. era and the Republic era. To become a very different yeah. culture, and so and that and I think that'd be interesting yeah. to explore. Are they trying to get back to their warrior ways? Is that why the Mandalorian is the Mandalorian, yeah. or is he doing his own thing because he doesn't know where the other Mandalorians are? I, you yeah. know, I'd love elements like that. I don't want it to just be action and bounty hunting. Yeah, that would be great. But again, if you're going to call it the Mandalorian, exactly, you've got to explore that. And if you don't know what a haka is, do yourself some googling. Watch YouTube videos of the Maori culture. Yeah, it is a beautiful culture, with that is built on a lot of dance and music and singing, and it's just fantastic. Well, and that's right up the alley of I mean, Mandalorians even when they were warriors celebrated culture and creativity. Yeah, dance, music, art. Um, they just chose to do more of that instead of warring, war, warrioring. Uh, in the galaxy, yeah. so that's... Do you think Obi-Wan can dance? Uh, I think he can do sultry dance. I mean, he... <laughs> uh, like I can. I feel like he can do, like, ballroom dance. I don't think he can do... Just I don't think like... he can... I don't think he can get, get jiggy with it. That's how he seduced, uh, Satine. It's just like, mm. Yeah, with... Shaking it. <laughs> I, no, I think... I think he's probably a better dancer than Satine, honestly. Ooh. Because I think Satine... Show me some dancing. I think Satine is proper in poise only. Yeah. I mean, she's a proper she's lady crumping. and everything, but she's not She's not yeah. ballroom... T- like, I don't feel like she thrives on that kind of stuff. Yeah. I feel like she can do stuff. It's kind of like... It's like with Anne Hathaway and, like, The Princess Bride, where it's like... Yeah. She can do the princess stuff, but in reality, that's not where she thrives. Yeah. So, I think that Obi... I think Obi-Wan, though, would be the type that he learned a whole freaking traditional Mandalorian ballroom dance uh, <laughs> before coming on that mission just in case, you know? Do you think Qui-Gon taught him how to dance? No. I want to see... I really do. I don't think that was Qui-Gon's thing. Uh-uh. I don't think Qui-Gon danced. I think that was against his religion. Do you think Kaudugu danced? Yeah. Do you think yoga can crump? Yo- yoga? <laughs> Sorry. Do you think Yoda... <laughs> Yeah. Kim what? Crump. You know, Crump? hip-hop dancing. Yes, there's literally animation of that from... You're right. Yeah. yeah. We all know Han Solo can dance. Right. <laughs> I'm riding solo. I'm riding solo. <laughs> all right, uh, there was a anyway, part two to this question. Two. Goodness great. Um, See, again, this is your punishment for, for not answering our questions or sending exactly. us... Exactly. If you want us to talk more about... If you want us to A, more of your cues, send us more cues to A. Pelican. Otherwise, you get all this R. Which stands for Ramblies. Yes. Welcome to the Ramblies. Anyway, there's a part two. What's the part two? Palpatine absolutely dances. Uh, oh, absolutely. 
Uh, Drunken Asgardian also asked us to rank best to worst. Caravan of Courage, Battle for Endor, or the Ewoks animated series, and the Hol- Star Wars Holiday Special. This is all you, baby. <laughs> yeah. Don't like, worry. I don't subject myself to that. <laughs> oh, well, you're getting there. Uh, look Christmas out for our Christmas special. Yeah. Um, Ugh, we're already almost there. I, I would say that... <sighs> Holiday Special and Caravan of Courage are pretty close for number one, in my opinion. Because there is actually a lot that I like and appreciate the holiday special uh, for, um, but there's Do you mean also number five best to worst. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, well, five, best. Oh, well, best to worst. wouldn't one be best and five be worst? Because five is no. Yes, this is my list. I thought this was I'm all me. Sorry, Dad. Get, get get out of my grill. Get out get out my grill with that chicken breast. Uh, only, only, only beef patties. Hundred percent beef patties. Said that in your life. (laughs) Oh God. Anyway, um, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna go ahead and say Caravan of Courage and Holiday Special are tied as best. I'll say Ewok animated series is number two, and Battle for Endor is the worst. Because even Caravan of Courage, at I mean, it's. Willow meets Star Wars, but it's still enough Star Wars, and it has the freaking Gorax, so it's redeemable. Gorax, Whereas Battle of Endor is just straight up Willow, under the name of Star Wars. Like, it's just it's just ridiculous. So, um, yeah, Caravan of Courage and Holiday Special best than Ewok animated series because it's actually freaking beautiful animation and still some of my favorite. Uh, animation. I love... Wasn't it by the same company who did Care Bears? Uh, I don't know about that. I know it was around the same time as the series, the Droids series. Ah. Um, both of which, their art was inspired by the art done during, um, the animated sequence in the holiday special. Mm -hmm. So, um, and arguably inspired a little bit of what Gindy's Star Wars style was. Yes. So if, I, I appreciate the Ewoks animated series for its... Stunning animation. I think yeah. it was beautiful, well done, and it's a period of animation I used to watch. I used to watch that Transformers, GI Joe, Transformers, He Man. That used to be like my block of Saturday morning. Yeah. Um, I, and then, I and then, like I said, Battle of Endor. I would not willingly watch. I would willingly watch, and almost gladly watch any of the others. We need to pick up Willow. Yes. We, I haven't seen that movie in years. So hopefully, in all that madness, uh, you Sorry. appreciated that. No, I I love it. I mean, we yeah. we enjoy this. They're the ones subjected to the horror, but um, you know, <laughs> that's what you pay for. Oh wait, you don't, but you can. Are you sure you're not Catholic? Because <laughs> like I was raised with a lot of Catholic guilt, and that was like giving me war. It's mother motherly guilt. I fatherly. inherited it from my mother. Yeah. Um. So good thing we were a little short in the main show because cool boy, we got some announcements. So. Uh. But yes, so look out for, if you want to send us a question, remember, you can take advantage of the Anchor voice message way of sending it in. We'd love if you would do that, uh, interact with us that way, that'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's free, all you got to do is download an app or go to a website. Yeah, and it would not be a bad idea if you do submit a question that way to also send us a message with the question in it. Yes, um, just to make sure um, that we got it or can be on the lookout for it. but, uh, yeah, definitely take advantage of that. Um, but we will be putting out there for more questions so that you can get a shout-out and a mention and be a part of the madness uh, on the next show and whatnot. But 
Um, so yes, our schedule is reworking for this month. Um, like we mentioned, we are possibly uh, going to be getting a house, and that's going to be creating um, some moving uh, opportunities and all kinds of stuff. It's going to be interesting, but uh, we're working to get to consistency. We are we have hated how inconsistent and off schedule we have been because of just how life has been. Um, but we also understand that there's really not a whole lot that we could have done about it. Um, but we're trying to be better for you guys and for the sake of the show. So uh, just be be patient with us, bear with us, and just make sure that you're with us on Twitter and Facebook, um, both on the Nerd Herder podcast page and the Nerdiverse page, so that you can be up to date if there are schedule changes uh, that are significant or anything like that. Um, already mentioned, we have a second podcast you can uh, check out on anchor.fm slash unmasked-pod, or you can look up Unmasked Pod on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and a few other sites. But if you go to Anchor, you can uh, check out all of the areas where we're distributing that podcast on. We would love if you'd check it out. See if it's your cup of tea. We would love if you would uh, join us uh, over there. We're not talking Star Wars. We're talking Spookies, but hopefully you enjoy it. Um, and just again, we've created a network page now that we're expanding, and we'll possibly even introduce a website as well, just so that we can have everything that we're doing, all of our current and future projects in one place for everyone to see and keep up to date with. Because of that, our Patreon page will be changing from just being for Nerd Herder to being for our network, Nerdiverse Network. Uh, rather than create multiple Patreon accounts for all that we'll be doing, we just want to have one where anyone that loves what we do, no matter what show, can support it. Please consider joining Patreon. Um, we're shifting to being collaboration-based. We're um, going to start taking advantage of the fact that there's ways that you guys can come alongside us and help us do this show and uh, be a part of having a voice in the show. Uh, you can make the change from being just a listener to being a contributor, a collaborator. Um, be a part of not just a community, but a part of the process. That's what we want to do with Patreon. If you're giving your money, there's only, you know, it only makes sense that you be able to have a part in uh, the creation of what you're giving money to. Um, so changes will be starting in the coming weeks to our Patreon page, so please check it out. Go ahead and join now if you want to be a part of that change, and if you love what we do... Um, your support means a lot. Uh, with more support through Patreon, we could actually cut down the number of ads we have. Uh, we could stop throwing Amazon ads at you. Um, and so it's all about being able to sustain the podcast and grow the podcast and our network. So please consider checking out Patreon. Thank you to Rebecca Diaz and Jim Caprone, the evil uh, lords who are helping us take over the Internet. Uh, thank you for supporting us over on Patreon. Uh, slowly... We are taking over the internet, and next, the world. But um, Now, if you'd rather give only to the podcast you enjoy rather than the network, so if you want to get to the network, go to Patreon. Check it out, get rewarded, and become a collaborator in what we do. There is a way that you can give just to the podcast you want to give to through Anchor. Again, Anchor's our host. You can become a sponsor on Anchor. Um, if you listen through the Anchor app, then you'll see that you can sponsor our podcast through the app. Uh, if you don't use Anchor or listen to it there, you can download the app for free and start sponsoring us through there immediately. Um, that's also how you can send us voice messages and other cool features 
or even start your own podcast, but we're working on ways to recognize and appreciate Anchor sponsors, but please note that Anchor sponsors will not get Patreon rewards or benefits. If you support us on Anchor, we are going to appreciate you and thank you for that, but there's not a way to give rewards through Anchor. It would just be a way of you giving directly to the podcast you love. So you can give just to Nerd Herder, you can give just to Unmasked, you can give just to whatever else we start. But if you'd like to give to everything we do, Nerdyverse Network Patreon is the place to do that. But no matter what it is, please consider supporting the show some way or another. Um, one great way to do that that's free, we already mentioned, listen to the ads. Just listening pays us. So please, it's free, just takes a few minutes of your time throughout the episode. Um, and eventually we, our hope is to get to a point of having so much support that we don't need those ads. But for now... We need those ads to sustain, so if they're there, just please listen to them. That supports us. Please, please, please share the show if you like it. Let others know that we are here and we are awesome. Uh, and if you can't support the show financially, we totally get that, but sharing is completely free and much appreciated. Uh, we don't have advertising finances. We don't have billboards. We don't uh, hand out flyers. Um, so you guys sharing the show and episodes are a big deal. Uh, Micah and Ryan on Twitter are amazing at that, and we appreciate you guys. Kevin Wilson on Facebook recently wrote us a review, which is a big help. So please, when you check out an episode, be sure to share it when you finish and spread the love. And also a free way to support the show is by rating and reviewing us wherever you listen, uh, if possible. Most of our listeners are on Apple, which means that it is uh, an available option to rate and review. It takes like less than two minutes to rate and review the podcast unless you're just writing a whole thesis on why people should be listening to us um, but it makes us more visible and credible and helps us reach new listeners um, thank you to Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast who recently left us a review they're awesome and their podcast is cool so you should check them out on iTunes as well um, but yeah please rate and review it doesn't take a whole lot of time it's free and it helps us get more listeners uh, which is always awesome we want to grow this community so I am sorry for the enormous amount of announcements. I'm not! But there's just a lot going on uh, with changes. There's a lot of options and uh, ways that you can support the show uh, through Patreon, through Anchor, through sharing, through rating, all of that stuff. And we just want to make sure that you guys know those options are there and just encourage you with the will of the Force. I know some of you are strong-minded folks, but we're trying to influence you with the power of the Force to take advantage of these ways to help the podcast grow and be better um, because we want it to be better. We want it to be amazing uh, for you guys, but we need your help in doing that. So we would just appreciate, if you love the show, check out the options, check out the ways that you can support us, uh, see what's right for you. Um, and like we said, if you want to come alongside us in this show, Patreon's the best place to do that. Uh, and so, yeah, I think that's about it. Hopefully you stuck it out. If you are, you are a champ and deserve a high five, I would give you, but you're not here. Uh, but you're here in my heart, so there you go. Um, that was anything you want to add? Uh, listen to Unmasked, please. It gives me validation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there'll be a new episode out, uh, this coming Monday, where we're actually starting our reviews. Um, we are going to sit down and talk about... Uh, a horror film, mm -hmm. and um, kind I, of... I feel like they can guess what it was, because it was both of our number well, ones. Well, we're not going to talk about it, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going... I mean, we're going to take the mask off. We're going to...
take off the taboo of horror. We're going to take his face off. Um, <laughs> and hopefully make, make the scary less scary uh, and more entertaining and just have a conversation about um, the impact and commentary of horror films, particularly the one we're going to talk about and so forth and so on. First episode's up. Check it out uh, and share it. We would appreciate that. We're trying to grow the audience there. So if horror is your thing, the show's for you. If horror is not your thing, the show is still for you. Yeah. Uh, if you're not sure if horror is your thing, the show is definitely for you because the whole thing is about having a conversation and not being afraid of the scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also an op- awesome opportunity to let uh, this little cutie shine and have her own <laughs> show. Uh, and you hear even less of my annoying voice, so that's that's always nice. Oh, but uh, I like your voice. We're going to leave it there before we talk your ear off and hopefully make this a slightly show, uh, shorter show. Uh, who knows? But, um, yeah, we're going to be pumping out a few things this weekend to kind of get back on schedule and get you uh, the shows that you should have already had. But, again, uh, life's crazy. So, But we're trying. We're getting on schedule. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for being you. Um, except you, Greg. You can be better. Be nice to Greg. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, guys, I've been your herd leader, John Wayne. And I've been your herd mom, Megan. This has been Nerd Herder, and... Bye! Stay scruffy. <laughs>